Hallelujah. Well, beloved, welcome everybody. I'm so happy everybody's here, and I pray today's message is going to bless you. Last week, last week, we were in Ephesians 2, and like I said, this may be the only time since I've ever been preaching that I actually may get through an entire book of the Bible, you know, like in order. We'll see what, the God's, what God says, but anyway, so we were in Ephesians 2, and we ended with such a mighty image, such a mighty promise, such a mighty declaration of how God sees you. I'm going to read uh, verse 21. It says, and the whole building, this is it's talking about believers, about you, and the whole building is constructed by him, our Father, and grows into a holy temple in the Lord Jehovah, while you also are built by him, you are built by him for the dwelling of God. Okay? That is a really, really big gospel. But thank the Lord it's true. It says, built by him for the dwelling of God in the spirit. Okay? So we're going to move on today, but that's where we were. You are constructed, designed, planned as the holy temple of the Lord Jehovah. You are built you are built, you are designed as a house for the fullness of Christ. For the fullness of Christ. Everything about Christ. Not just the little, we don't have a little Christ. Okay? You are built, get this, beloved, you are built to house the power of God. You are built to house the power of God. Think not lightly of what you've been given and do something with it. Think not lightly of what you've been given. Hallelujah. You are built to house the Holy Spirit. See, our, our fleshly minds want to disagree with this. Our fleshly minds want to disagree, but your spirit, your renewed spirit, as a born-again believer, your renewed spirit will not disagree with us. We just have to renew our minds and get in agreement with God, right? Because when we agree with God, we are unlimited, as he has designed us to be. So, you are meant to emanate him. You are meant to emanate the Holy Spirit. Every person, every person, young and old. You know, Timothy said, in Timothy it says that not to despise youth. Okay. Now, in Ephesians 3, that's where we're going to go today. That the gift, we're going to study, basically, that the gift of Jesus by the administration. Oh, if anyone doesn't, I'll be reading out of the um, Peshitta, 
Bible. It is a translation from Aramaic because we know that Jesus spoke Aramaic. So if anyone needs that, um, there are some copies because the Aramaic won't be up there. So if anyone needs it, hold up your hand if you want that. As long as we're studying Ephesians, those will be out there in the foyer for you to have. But anyway, so we were studying, we will be studying that the gift of Jesus by the administration of God's grace has been given to you as believers, as Gentiles, right? Gentile, you're, you're as a believer, that's you. So Ephesians 3.6 in the Aramaic says, you are heirs and members of his body and heirs of the promise that was given in Christ by the gospel. So that means everything given in Christ by the word, by the Father, right? Everything given in Christ, you are an heir. And you are a member of his body. Okay. Ephesians 3.7, in Ephesians 3.7, Paul gives us this dynamic Okay, I want you all to open your minds today. I want you to open your spirits. I want you to let your spirits free. I want you to just say, I'm going to agree with the word. Can y'all say that? I'm going to agree with the word. Okay? Okay, I'm not going to go into my visit to heaven. But, I promise, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Promise, promise, promise. You've all heard it. But I'll just tell you this little part is a really important reminder. When I disagreed about, you know, because I didn't understand at first probably, you know, and the Lord said, I'm sending you home, or I'm bringing you home, or taking you home, and I said, no offense, Lord, but I do not want to come home with you. I want to go home to my family home and my church home because I have a whole lot more that I want to do with you on earth. Yeah. So I said, no offense, Lord. And his word to me was, good, I'm glad we agree. I'm glad we agree because there's a whole lot more I have for you and your family and your church family to do. You, beloved, have some big shoes. I got y'all in trouble. Because <laughs> I was talking to the Lord about you. And you all have some big stuff that he wants you to do. That's why we're studying this. That's why we're studying your fullness in Christ. That's why we're studying your capacity in Christ. Okay? Because we're taking the limits off. So we must agree with the word. We must agree with the word. But anyway, so that was all extra. So Paul gives us this dynamic revelation, and he says that he is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ according to, see that word? Do you see that word? According to. 
That means in agreement with, doesn't it? That means in agreement with the gift of the grace of God, which is given to me, that's Paul saying that, but it's given to you as a believer by the action of his power. God's power put to action in your life, in my life. Nothing less. You have, you are housed, you are built to display his power. Hallelujah. The action of his power. So, it is the action of God's power, his power, working in each one of us, given to us by his grace. What a good, wonderful God. And what, what, what do we remember that grace is? We remember that grace is the ultimate in beauty. He has designed you as the ultimate in his beauty. Wow, just, just wrap your heart around that. that. That's bigger, more beautiful, greater than you can even imagine. Okay? It is also, remember the other definition of grace, virtues beyond the common. Virtues beyond the common placed into the creation, that's you, that's me. Virtues beyond the common placed into the creation. That's how he has designed you. So we have in us virtues beyond the common, the ultimate in beauty. This is what you have in you flowing forth from us by the grace of God for his glory. Wow. That's amazing. You are not common. You are extraordinary. Can you get this? Because this is what you need to walk in every day. Because when the world throws things at you, you have to remember who you are, what's been placed inside of you, and what is coming out of you to effect a change. You are extraordinary. There's not a single common person in here. You are filled by God with supernatural glory and gifts. You house the Holy Spirit. You house the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the gift of grace to you is his power in action in your life. Nothing you do not your power, gift of his grace, because you believe on Jesus. Because you believe on Jesus. Okay? So, that's how God sees you, and he has a mission for you, and he sees you, guess what? He sees you totally accomplishing his mission for you. You cannot lose when you stay humbled in his presence. You get that? You cannot lose. He never sees you losing. The Holy Spirit never sees you losing. So this grace, this ultimate beauty, these virtues exceeding the common have been given, like Paul said, to Paul, but they've been given to us. Ephesians 3, 8, and 9. Preach the good news among the Gentiles. Get this phrase. 
the unsearched wealth of the Messiah. Wow. My goodness, think of that. Unsearched wealth of the Messiah. That's what you house. You get that? That's how you're designed to live, with that emanating from you, with that planted as a foundation in you. The unsearched wealth of the Messiah. So that means that God has given to you treasure beyond measure. Now, did we seek, did we seek the treasure? <coughs> now we seek the God. <laughs> and guess what? He makes himself really easy. It's really easy to know him. Hallelujah. So the unsearched wealth of the Messiah. And I may enlighten every person by the administration, that's you, because you are an administrator of the good news gospel, the gospel of Jesus, of the mystery which was hidden from the world in God, the creator of all. Well, you are no longer of the world, are you? No, because you've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son and his light and his love, right? So let us remember this, that when we preach and when we share the truth of the gospel, and you do that just by the way you live. Yeah, it is by your words. It is by, you know, you can directly administer healing to someone or, or salvation or, you know, help them learn to forgive themselves when they mess up, you know, uh, his love. But you also do it just by the way you live. You know, people will see you and they'll want to know what it is about you. And they'll come to you. And he'll give you the words to say to that individual heart. He always will. He says, whether you turn to the left or the right, he is a voice speaking to you. Okay, we, so we just stay yielded. We just say, we just say tender before him. So anyway, the scripture tells us that we will have signs following. That's what the scripture tells us. What are the signs? They're the fullness of Christ manifesting. That's what they are. The word tells us that God will confirm his word with signs following. Mark 16, 20. This one's in the NIV. I'm reading out of the NIV. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them. See that? We have such a good God. He, he, he's always with you, always helping you. And confirmed his word by the signs that accompany it. See, he's faithful. He's faithful. To, you don't need to work the word. You just decree the word. He confirms his word because he's faithful. His dynamic, his dynamic gospel brings effective change to those around you. It brings effective change to you. It brings effective change to the world. It brings effective change to other believers. You can expect to heal. You can expect to be healed. You should expect. We want to get our expectation in line with God's expectation. We want to agree with God. You will be the healing balm that that person needs. 
you will be the person that God uses to bring, to bring God on the scene. See that? You need to expect this. I need to expect this. So think about this. It says, the unsearched wealth of the Messiah, of Jesus, given to us to enlighten this earth, people on this earth, to enlighten, to enlighten ourselves, to enlighten others. Every, in every situation, you walking in the fullness of Christ will defeat the devil every time. You are the devil's defeat. Don't look at me like you don't think that's true. Because the word says it's true. So, there is an unsearched wealth beyond anything we have yet to imagine. Anything that a carnal mind could imagine, it's way beyond that. Way beyond. That's why you have to understand that you are unlimited in the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. He dwells in you, and he will bring truth to you. You are the testimony of Jesus when you are a believer, okay? So the unsearched wealth of Jesus given to each and every one of us in store for every person who will search for it, who will go after it, who will believe for the fullness of Christ in their lives and in the lives of others to be a minister of that for the glory of God, for those who believe in Jesus. So, so we have to live hungry. We have to live in expectation. You must expect this. You have to live in expectation. I have to live in expectation, believing completely in all that Christ died to give you. It is finished. Okay? Can I give you one little other nugget that the Lord was talking to me about next, last week? And I don't have the fullness of the whole revelation, but I have complete confidence that he will give it all to me. But, and Wednesday night y'all heard this, so it'll just be good to hear it again. Um, but you know how the scripture says not to take the name of the Lord in vain? Okay? And we all think of that as like cursing Right? We all think of it that way, which is true. It's, it's an absolute truth, but it's only a partial truth. Because taking the name of the Lord in vain is also not believing the fullness of what he's done. Because his name is above every name. And when we believe in Jesus... Jesus is the word made flesh. He is his name. What backs him? What backs his name? The word. He is the word. His word is alive and active. So it is taking the name of the Lord in vain not to completely believe in all that Jesus has done and that it is for you. So we're not going to do that. We're a church that is not going to do that. We are going to believe for all that God has for us. Psalm 42, 1. 
As the deer, NIV, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul pants for you, my God. I pant for you. We have to live thirsty. We have to live in expectation, desiring. In the Aramaic, it says, like a stag that bellows over the brooks of water, so also my soul bellows for you, Lord Jehovah. My soul bellows for you, Lord Jehovah. What is a bellows? What does a bellows do? A bellows is an instrument that blows upon embers to create fire. You are a bellows designed to create fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost, flames of fire sitting on their heads, only now it's after that, so it's in you. You are an instrument that fans things into fire. Refining fire, life-giving, healing fire. Getting rid of all the contamination that exists in this world in the pureness of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> you fan the life of God. You fan the gospel of Jesus Christ. For God's glory, for God's glory, for God's glory in this earth. That's you. We are the instruments that fan the flames of fire of God's glory on this earth. You are the fire of transformation. That's you. You are the fire of transformation. You bring the enlightenment of the love of God, the love of God, the love of God, and the fullness, all the fullness that Christ has given. He didn't die for nothing. He died for a big, big purpose. And I receive it. This is how God established you before the foundation of the world. He thought of you first. Ephesians 3, 10 through 12, in the Aramaic, again, tells us exactly what we're talking about here. That by the church, that's the believers, would be made known. That doesn't mean might. It means shall. Shall be made known. The full, diverse, full, diverse, Wisdom of God 
to principalities and rulers who are in heaven. Okay, now, that's a little, slightly the word in heaven is a slightly different wording than some translations. Some translations say in heavenly realms. Well, that would include all heavenly realms. Okay, and we all know that when we administer the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness, that we set demons to flee. We know that. So I'm not talking about that part right now, just for a few moments. Okay, we're going to talk about another part. So let me finish the verse. Verse 11. That which he had prepared from eternity and performed, the past tense, in Yeshua the Messiah, our Lord, him by whom we have boldness and access, access, an open heaven. You do not live under a brass ceiling. It is an open heaven. There is a convergence between heaven and earth. There are angels going back and forth, and they are waiting for your instructions. No one is going to tell me that I have to wait for the heavens to open. Just wasting your breath. Him by whom we have boldness and access. In the confidence of his faithfulness. We serve a faithful God. You can have boldness and confidence in his faithfulness unto you. And you can step out and know that you are backed by the word when you decree the word. So when it says here, in heaven, this passage is talking about good principalities and rulers. We always think of it in terms of the demons, the dark side. But it is speaking about good principalities and rulers, like angels who minister for you. What does the scripture say? It says, in Hebrews 1.14, it says, angels are ministering spirits, right? And they are sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Those are the believers, Angels are ministering. They are ministering for you. Okay? So when you act on the word, when you decree the word, we're building, we're building strength in you today. When you decree the word, when you speak the oracles of God, the limitless oracles of God, Not only do you defeat the devil, we, are, we, we know that, but you set angel armies to move in this earth to accomplish God's will here. You have angel armies waiting for the decree of the word. 
They're not going to be moved by other things. They're not going to be moved by your belly aching. They're not going to be moved by your complaining. They're not going to be moved by your fear. Okay, by the way, I said your every single time. See, that's how careful we need to be about our words. I shouldn't have said that over you. Okay, so you don't have fear. You don't complain. You don't belly ache, do you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so we know those things are out of place in our lives. We're only supposed to think according to Philippians 4.8. Things that are good and admirable and praiseworthy and excellent. Those are the things we think on and those are the things we decree. Okay? So, the ministering angels, they are here. They are here. They are here. They are here. And they are here to honor the word of God. They are here to glorify him. And that's our mission. And they will serve you to minister the word of God spoken out from you. Your role, your role, your role is critical. Don't think it's not. Your prayers are critical. They're critical. Okay, one more little example. <laughs> but when God brought me back from heaven before that, the prayers of the saints, they were moving. They were active. They had color like you wouldn't even believe. And it's not the, oh, I hopes. It's the word spoken. They had pictures. They were so colorful that you can't even imagine what they were like. And as I'm laying on that rock, which is the rock of Jesus, that foundation of Jesus, and I can see all this, you know, in the spirit, and those prayers were penetrating through that rock and meeting their destination. It, it was amazing. Anyway, your prayers matter. They're critical. It changes outcomes. They change outcomes. They make a different world down here. See that? So we must stand firm on the word. We will never, 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 never give up on the word. Never give up on the word. Never give up on the word. Job 22, 28, King James Version. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. So take it seriously. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Hallelujah. You need a little light to shine? Decree the word. And don't move off of it. In the Aramaic it says, and you will speak a word and it will happen to you. That's the unsearchable wealth of Christ, right? That we've been talking about. It will happen to you. The unsearchable wealth, the fullness of Christ, the glory. 
and upon your ways the light will dawn. Because he who is humbled, he who says that he will be lifted up, and he whose his eyes are meek shall be redeemed. So that verse right there tells me to lift up my God, to remain humble, to remain submitted to my Lord, and we will experience all his good treasure, all his unsearchable wealth in the here and now. This is not just to go to heaven. We all know that in heaven. But we need to be ministers of that here to bring in the end time harvest. Okay? Because he wishes that none should perish. So, you have been given all power, all authority, all dominion. You have been given access to the wisdom of God, the mysteries of the gospel, the full, diverse wisdom of God. That's what the scripture tells us as a believer. Because you have made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. So to make it clearly, you, you are to make it clearly known and to enforce it upon every principality and ruler in heaven. You're supposed to speak that to the angels so that they can assist accomplishing his plan. Of course, we, we know about all the dark side. That's not, I'm not talking about that today. But this has been prepared from you from eternity and for eternity from the beginning because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done. He has given you the keys. He has given you the keys. He has given you the keys. To administer his wisdom in all its action and power. It is alive. The word is alive. The word is living. It is not dormant. You are to administer through Christ his fullness. So, as you do this, verse 12 tells us that you will have boldness in God's faithfulness. Okay? So, you have access to all of this because of your faithful God, not because of what you've done. You receive him, but it's because of what he has done and you can be completely confident. So, what does this mean in the practical sense in our lives? It means that when someone comes to you and they are hurting or they need healing or they need some sort of redemption in their life or they need reconciliation, that you are the active power of God, the house, the housing of the Holy Spirit, and God will speak through you and tell you what to say and how to administer his goodness and his love and his grace to that person for their healing, their redemption, and for you, and for you, by the way, okay? Of course, this includes you. His redemption and reconciliation and healing and forgiveness. The love of the Lord. The love of the Lord. The love of the Lord. And it will become an active power that changes the situation. It means that if you're on your job and you're treated poorly, you can stand and know when you walk in the love of God, by the instruction of the Holy Spirit, you will see that situation change. You get that? 
I'm trying to be practical. Is that helping? Okay, let's go to Psalm 27, 13 and 14. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the land of the living. That's us. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart, wait for the Lord. So you stand. What does wait mean? Does that mean you're waiting on God to do something? No, that's not what that means. That means you are standing in him. Right? You are standing knowing. Psalm 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. That's every believer. That's Righteous is not by right acts. Okay? Our right act should be an extension of our belief, you know, that we've received Christ. But you have a position of righteousness through Christ. So the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. This is a promise to you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 37, 3 through 6. Trust in the Lord and do good, do good, do good, do good. You can only do, and I'm going to tell you this, you can only do good on this earth if you understand how much God loves you. That's the only way to do good. You can't do good out of your own motivation. It's impossible. You might think you're doing good, but truly the only way that you can bring good to a situation is to understand how much God loves you. Because when you understand that, that will be such a revelation in your heart that his goodness is going to be what's flowing out of you. Uh, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. When you delight in him, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. God is your vindicator. You stay in the love of God. You know his love. You exude his love. He is your vindicator. The action of his power the power of his love will work through you. The action of his power working through you will change every situation that needs to be changed. You know, and you may need to change. Ah, I mean, you know, I may need to change, right? It's not always the other guy. Sometimes we gotta swallow a little pride. Right? But don't worry, he'll help you do that in a very kind way. (laughs) 
So all of this belongs to us through God's grace and faithfulness, and then Paul advises us of something. He tells us not to become weary, though afflictions for the sake of Christ will arise. Now it says for the sake of Christ. That doesn't mean you trying to get your own way and you don't like the response. It says for the sake of Christ. So that's if you're in the love of Jesus in a situation, right? Because as we bow our hearts, as we bow our knees to the Father, we are granted the treasures and the power and the completeness beyond anything that our minds and our hearts could ever imagine. See that? When we stay bowed unto our Lord and Savior, more than our hearts could ever think. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. He grants you according to the riches of his glory to be confirmed. Okay, in Noah's 1828 dictionary, confirmed, it means, I'm going to read this to you, more firm, more firm, strengthened, established, now get this, this is a beautiful part of this definition. Listen to this. Admitted to the full privileges of the gospel of Christ. That's that definition of confirmed. If you go way back. You are admitted to the full privileges of the gospel of Christ. By power in his spirit. By power in his spirit. Don't think you don't hear from the Holy Spirit. Every believer, young, old, it does not matter, hears from the Holy Spirit. It's just a matter, are you going to listen? He's always talking to you. He's he's always helping you. It's just, are you going to listen? That's really all it comes down to. Am I going to listen? Am I going to stay yielded? That in your inner person... Okay, this is, this is the result. That in your inner person, the Messiah may dwell, Messiah dwells, Messiah dwells. In your inner person, I'm not making it up, by faith. That's you believing in Jesus. And in your hearts, by love, so powerful, so required, so necessary, by love. We become established by love, the love of God. When your root and your foundation shall be confirmed, See that? By his love. You, your root, your root, your foundation 
is confirmed that you can, absolutely you can, I, I put in that absolutely, that you can discover with all the holy, remember when we started Philippians, you are holy, correct? Don't, don't lose sight of that. That you can discover with all the holy what is the height and depth and length and breadth and you may know, and I love the translation, the magnitude, the magnitude, the magnitude of the knowledge of the love of the Messiah. And you may be filled in all the fullness of God. When you understand how much God loves you and you allow the Holy Spirit to work that love through you, God's love, his fullness, it cannot be uh, kept from you. Cannot. Absolutely cannot. This is huge, guys. This is huge. I know we've studied this before in years past, but we always have to remind ourselves of this. We're going to look at every part of this, of these verses, piece by piece. So it's, and, and, and you're going to make a decree simply according to this passage, these words of God, I have the riches of God's glory in me, okay? Because I'm just taking this right out of this passage, okay? So you can say this. I have the riches of God's glory in me. I am confirmed by the power of his spirit. Please take this to heart. And if you're not saying it, Get in gear. I'm sorry. If you're not saying it, get in gear. I am confirmed by the power of his spirit. Believe this. Know this. Because Messiah dwells in my inner person. We read that in the scripture. Okay? Now this is my part. He inhabits me. Right? Because if he dwells you, you're a habitation. You are a housing. of. We've, we studied that. Okay? In my heart, his love is planted. My root and my foundation are confirmed in him. Okay? That's powerful. That's a powerful decree. So, because of that, Mark 16, 20 says, but they went forth... This is the you filled with the unsearchable riches and wealth of Christ, right? Okay? So because of that, it says, but they went forth and they preached in every place and our Lord was helping them. Thank you, Lord, because I certainly cannot do it by myself and I would make a really mess of it if I tried. So I'm really, 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 really happy that you are always helping me and confirming their words. That's your word speaking out the word of the heart of God from the gospel with the signs that they were doing. So now let me put it all together without any of my explanation, but they went forth and they preached in every place and our Lord was helping them and confirming their words with the signs that they were doing. You are meant to do his signs. 
So see, I can discover, I can, I am intended to discover the depth, the length, the height, the breadth, the magnitude of his love for me. You are meant to discover that and then truly give it away to others. I am filled with all the fullness of God, with the action of his power, because of his love for me, his love for you. We're filled. So are you understanding God's purpose and plan for you? Are you getting this? Regardless of age, When we raised our kids, we would always tell them, your age is not your age. You know, like your physical age. So just because you're young, if you're walking in the word, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, right? There's no, there's no limitation for you. It doesn't matter if you're two, the Lord can speak a word. Okay? And we've always believed that for our kids. And you want to believe that for yourself, and you want to believe it for your kids, and your nieces, and your nephews, and your grandkids. And you want to speak that to them. You want to speak that to them. They can know through the Spirit just as much as a 60 year old. Moving by the Holy Spirit. Your goal is to get the word in them. Right? So you are this walking dynamo. You are this like walking dynamo. You are this walking bellows. You are this fan of fire. That's who you are. You are the home of the Holy Ghost with all the capacity of Christ as you stay yielded to him. And all of this is accomplished, it is established, it is confirmed by him who is more than almighty to do it for us. He is more than almighty, El Shaddai. El Shaddai, he is more than almighty to do it for you. Take the limits off. Walk in the freedom that God has given you through Christ. Understand that you are built for the power of God. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. But to him who is more than almighty to do for us, and is greater than what we ask or imagine according to his power that is active in us to him be the glory by his church in Yeshua the Messiah to all generations of the eternity of eternities. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, is right. He is more than almighty to do this for us. This is not unbelievable. This is a big, big gospel, and you are designed to house a big, big gospel. That's who he created you to be. Greater than anything we can ask or imagine, by his power, active in us, you are the alive, active power of God. You are, you are his walking treasure without measure. Hallelujah. So that's what the Lord had me say, uh, have us share together today. So we are now going to go ahead and take our communion, and then we will receive the tithes and the offerings. Um, When we take communion, our communion is open to any believer in Christ. Any believer in Christ, open open communion. The blood was shed for you, and we are told to remember to remember him when we take communion. It is also the meal that heals. You can believe for your healing when you receive communion. You know, I need one. Oh, no, I don't. Some sweet person, thank you, whoever did it, gave me one. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we just thank you. We remember We remember, we think about what you have done for us. We thank you for every stripe that you bore. We thank you that you were willing to be spat upon. We thank you that you were willing to take that crown of thorns. We thank you that you were willing to bring the will of God to earth on our behalf. So we praise you, we bless you, we honor you, and we receive your body as you have intended for us to, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And Lord, we thank you for the blood that you chose to pour out for our forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us. We turn from anything that doesn't please you, Lord, and we ask for you to give us the strength to do it your way, always your way. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for pouring the blood out and going and pouring it on the mercy seat so that we could receive that forgiveness. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, beloved. We're going to receive your tithes and your offerings. Lord, I thank you that you give us cheerful hearts as we give unto you, Lord. I thank you for every tithe and I thank you that you rebuke the devourer on their behalf for the tithe that they give in obedience unto your word, Lord God. That you open the windows of heaven so much that they cannot contain it. I thank you, Lord, for the offerings. Thank you, Lord, that every offering 
is a worship unto you, Lord. We give it in worship unto you, Lord. And I thank you that you return unto them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I thank you for every person here, Lord. I just thank you that you bless them. Lord, I thank you that you watch over them, that you protect them. And I thank you, Lord, that we receive your word, your revelation of the fullness and the wealth of the riches and the action of your power. We receive, we, it, it gets seeded into our spirits, Lord, that we have been designed, that we have been designed to house the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we have Celebration Sunday, so we all go out there and celebrate anything that anyone has to celebrate. And, of course, we all just have Jesus to celebrate. <laughs> but this is the time if anyone has birthdays or anniversaries or anything in the month of whatever we are, September. And um, so we'll all just gather out there. Harry already prayed over the food. And if anyone needs special prayer, I'm always here. Love you guys. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, we still need, there's a sign-up sheet out there. We still, we are going to be ministering at the Arts and Crafts Festival in Washington, and we still need people, we would like at least three people at every slot, but we still need people. We're going to be, you know, it's going to be like we'll have yard games for the 